Gamerhead Radio presents An Evening with Fallon Flynn. Good evening. Welcome to uh, this special edition of Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie Worthley, your, uh, your uh, humble Technotronic Horn. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, with me, I've got this guy. Camera's right there, but we're, we're, we're live. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Go. Thanks uh, very much for, uh, for joining us this evening. Um, we, uh, as uh, many of you know, we have uh, a new host that joined us recently on, uh, on Gamerhead Radio, so we thought we would take some time and uh, introduce you um, to him all. So, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, well, give us a warm welcome uh, in, in the chat room, I guess, and um, say hello to uh, Mr. John Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. How are you this evening, John? Hey, hello. Didn't hear you come in, because it's a fucking live stream. <laughs> please, join us by the fireplace. And welcome to an evening with... <coughs> are, you, are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. I got something British stuck in my throat. Uh, welcome to an evening with Fallon Flynn. Thanks for joining us tonight, you guys. I am uh, your, your fancy pants shiny new host, uh, Jonathan Santiago, Fallon Flynn. So, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're excellent. Uh, thank you for joining us like like we do every Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I uh, had planned to be here. so. Well, that, that worked out quite <laughs> well then. Um, so, so let's get to it. This will be short and sweet for you guys. But uh, So, John, uh, first of all, um, give us a, an idea of like, your background. Like, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about um, uh, how you got into gaming, like where you came from, and a little bit about you know, your history, I guess. Um, I got into gaming, uh, like everybody else in the gaming world, when they were kids. Uh, I started playing games as early as I... I'm going to get scratched. As early <laughs> as I could possibly remember. Um, my first game systems were, you know, Atari 2600 games, um, you know, some Intellivision games, and then, of course, I got uh, a Nintendo action set uh, when I was, I don't know, probably seven or eight years old. Um, gaming has been uh, a massive, massive part of my life. Uh, not just through childhood, but uh, all the way through my uh, my formative years as a teen, and then of course when uh, when I was out of high school and you know a grown ass man still playing games. Um, the probably the biggest and one of the most influential things that has ever happened to me for gaming uh, came uh, I don't know it was 96, 97, whatever your Chrono Trigger came out. My my father went down to um, you know, one of the video stores where I grew up and, and rented a copy of Chrono Trigger. We were always running games and sort of playing um, you know, just whatever we could get our hands on at that time, uh, me and my father and my brother. And he brought Chrono Trigger home, which kind of kick-started us into, you know, the, the sort of JRPG craze of the time. And uh, my father, my brother and I sat there and played those games together. We played Chrono Trigger for so long I can still pretty much recount that game start to finish. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time. And then um, probably the most probably the most memorable thing that ever happened to me for gaming was the following year in 97, PlayStation was out. My father wakes me up at, I don't know, 2 or 3 a.m. I'm probably 15 years old. He wakes me up at 2 or 3 a.m. And, and groggily stirs me from the bed. Come, come, I gotta show you something, I gotta show you something. Sits me down in front of the TV, drops controller in my hands, and I'm still half asleep. You know, when you're 15 years old, like, you don't wake up for, like, two hours after you've right, right. woken up. So, and I was not a morning person by any stretch of the imagination, let alone a 2 a.m. person. So he sits me in front of the TV, drops the controller in my hands, and I realize that I'm watching the introduction to Final Fantasy VII. 
which lot. was a big deal. And I know a lot of people kind of give that, that game grief now, or those sort of older, you know, Square games now, but at that time, it, it was on, the, the storytelling and cinematics were unprecedented. And we were, after playing Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy III, or VI, you know, um, we were enthralled with Final Fantasy games and that entire um, genre of gaming. So that was probably one of the most memorable experiences of my childhood, period, just because my father surprised my me and my brother with Final Fantasy VII and, and even went so far as to the next day allow us to stay home from school to play it with him and you know all day. And, and it was just a really big memory. So gaming is... That, that's part of how I got into gaming, and that's part of what I love about gaming, and one of my favorite memories about the entire thing. So, Nice. So so tell us a little bit about now. So now I know you're doing a lot of work with, um, you know, of course, your band, Vias for Villains, and um, you do some, uh, you probably do some other things, um, you know, spend your day. So so what is it that you uh, that you do now when you're not playing video games? Um, when I'm not playing video games, I do spend a lot of time, uh, like you said, playing with Vias for Villains, my brother and I. And uh, you know our keyboard player Vex and Nightshade and uh, Lady Delirium. Uh, we we dress up like uh, comic book supervillains and Vs for villains and play a lot of comic book conventions, House of Blues, Metro, all over Chicagoland. You know we play out of town when we can. We play nationally if possible. Um, that's most of what my time is spent doing when I'm not playing games or here working with you guys. Um, and uh, that that's it. Just playing games and and spending time with my family. I've got a, a, a beautiful three month old son at home and a beautiful lady Megan at home, that uh, that I spend all my Hi, time Megan. with. So, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, so that's it, man. You know, my, my time is very uh very spent. You know, I'm I'm constantly and frequently working on something, but that's primarily what I do when I'm not here, uh, making funny about video games with you guys. Um, so real quick, I just want to remind everybody um, to make sure to be sending in um, your questions. Uh, I'm keep, we're keeping an eye on the Twitch live channel, and um, so if you guys, um, we'll be answering fan questions at the end of the show, so just make sure that um, anything that you guys want to ask Mr. Santiago, make sure to uh, to send it in, and uh, we will ask it, then anything. pretty much anything goes, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, give us a little bit of an idea of how you got involved with Gamerhead Radio, like, and how you got involved with, um, like, uh, how you and Goat met, I guess. Let, let's, let's start there. Good question, Charlie. Um, I got involved with Gamerhead Radio through Goat. Um, Goat used to work with my my brother and I had another band called Digital Mindy, and he used to work with us um, doing our stage setup and prep. He was he was a brilliant tech guy for us. He did great work. Um, this was started what like almost ten years ago. Was yeah, it? ten years this week. Um, through through yeah. our, our good friend Rory, uh, who played with Digital Mindy briefly, and um, that. Uh, that's a lovely fur. <laughs> that uh, that after that passed and we started putting villains together, there was a handful of years, maybe five, six years, maybe where we just we didn't keep up. We didn't we didn't have time to keep up. He was busy doing what he was doing. I was busy doing what yeah. I was doing. And uh, earlier last year, um, he asked me to come and be on. Uh, he come, he asked me to be on Gamerhead, you know, just as a guest to come in, which is that that first episode you guys might have heard me back on in August. Um, v is for Gamerhead. I think that was episode eighty. Seven? Seven? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why am I petting this guy? It's not real. What is going on? What, what do you mean it's um, not real? It is. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that was how I got into it um, initially. And then when 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 VJ decided to leave the show, um, I, when I called Goat 
uh, initially I was just calling to say, well, like, oh, what happened, man? You know, let's, uh, if you guys need help with anything, if you guys need a fill-in host to kind of bridge the gap until you find somebody permanent, which, like, fucking immediately turned into, oh, why don't you just come do the show? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I said, I would like to do the show. I, I said, look, if you guys are, I don't know who you're looking at, I don't know what kind of candidates you have in place or what you're, but I, if you're interested, if that slot's open, I want to do that show because I had a blast when I did that, that first episode here. And, um, you know, felt like we had such great chemistry and had so much in common as far as games and everything goes. So, um, you know, it, we, we very shortly thereafter had like a little video conference together and, and talked it out and figured out that it, it was a cool fit, man. So uh, now I'm here dressed like an asshole petting the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> and just think, if, if, you guys, if you guys stick to what it is you want, you too can do this. <laughs> Might not be the best self ever. <laughs> oh, man, I'd buy ten of them. You know? But, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's how I came to be uh, part of this wonderful, wonderful uh, thing here. <laughs> uh, so, so once again, everybody, just make sure to be sending in your questions. Uh, so we're going to take a look at the... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be taking a look at the... That was me. Sorry. <laughs> Um, we're going to be taking a look at the Twitch chat room now. Um, so I'd like to say hi to um, uh, Songbird, um, Black Arrow 1000, uh, Vampire, Quaybite, and many other people whose screen mm -hmm. names I uh, can't discern right now. Yes, uh, but yes. let's see. So, so, so um, one question is, is where are the cats coming from? Um, what cats? Um, he's been holding a dog this entire time. Um, so uh, There are no cats um, here. Uh, Megan says hi. Hi, Megan. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, uh, Mas uh, Mastercaster asks John, what would you consider to be the game that most influenced you, and how old were you? Oh, man. Um, that's... I, I always hate, like, what's your favorite or what's the most influential, because I've played so many games now at this point in my life that it, it, it literally makes me tired when I really try to pour over the, the catalog of stuff. But honestly, definitely Final Fantasy, definitely Chrono Trigger... You know, those are those are both big series. Uh, you know, maybe not not as crazy about Final Fantasy in its current state as I, I was when I was younger, but um, Final Fantasy three, Final Fantasy seven, Chrono Trigger, um, the Metal Gear series. You know, uh, Shadow of Colossus of the Colossus. Just good games, man. Good games. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's all. You know, uh, that, those are probably the best answers I can give you off the top of my head. Another Colossus guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody likes the game except for you. I believe the time is Colossi. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your favorite Metal Gear out of curiosity? Like, where did you get started? Which um, I, I mean, I played the original Metal Gear on NES when I was a kid. Okay. But uh, I, like a lot of kids in the mid '80s, I was like, "This is fucking hard. I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. This is stupid." Uh, and then found it later on as I got back. But um, I, I think probably um, Metal Gear Solids. For, for PlayStation was was really I think that's where everybody kind of got back on board if they weren't already and that game still man it's just way ahead of its time you know some of the ideas that it had so yeah probably the original Metal Gear for PlayStation excellent uh, let's see um, Songbird asks if you could hug a gaming character right now who would it be Kirby man Kirby's so fluffy and soft like who would <laughs> hug Kirby you know hug Kirby technically we don't know that for a fact he could be like I don't know, like... He could be a bowling ball. <laughs> or, like, true. like one of those stress balls, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just very, like... I don't know. That's... Because when you think when that skin needs to be able to stretch out, it's got to be very rubbery. That's, yeah, at least that, that, that's I mean, that's, that's the best there. answer I could give on the spot. I think, I think you know, if I were to say, like, Wario or, you know... Look uh, <laughs> That's the reaction I was going to take. Weird. <laughs> you know, uh, or, or, you know, 
any of the, the sort of you know what? Since I since I was so mean to him uh, the last episode of 2014, I'll say Tingle. I'll hug Tingle. I just <laughs> I don't want his face to touch me. It's so <laughs> gross. Valid, valid. Um, uh, Mitch Glitch Two asks John, "What is your favorite fighting game, and why is it Killer Instinct?" <laughs> How fucking presumptuous! I gotta tell you, you know, I've been no. It's you know, probably Killer Instinct. You know. Uh, I have really good memories of that game as a kid. Now, I grew up, uh, not to date myself, but I grew up in arcades. I grew up across the street. I lived at, uh, in an apartment complex for a while in high school that was directly across the street from the mall. You lucky son of a bitch. Oh, no, <laughs> So I went in there, and I made friends with the food court guy. I didn't pay for drinks. I got, like, tacos and shit for free. Um, I made friends with people in the handful of stores I frequented, and then I made friends with a dude that worked at the arcade. Um... So I didn't pay for games when I was a kid. Kids, I lucked out. This is what you do. The next time your parents are talking about moving, you just make sure that they move into a house that's right across the street from an arcade if you can still find one. I don't think that my parents intentionally tried to put us directly across the street from the mall, but I mean, like, I, in high school, I lived the closest thing to the Kevin Smith movie Mall Rats that you can possibly get in reality, which was just the fucking most fun ever. I had so much fun growing up uh, living up across the street from the mall when I was, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Um, so I went in there, played arcade games, and I played everything. I played Mortal Kombat, I played Tekken, when the first, like, two Tekken games were out, and they were just really hot, and then Tekken 3 came out and was really hot. And uh, Killer Instinct, to me, didn't have the most amount of people standing around it, like Tekken or any of the Marvel vs. Capcom game at the, games at the time. But it, it had some of the best music I had ever heard in the game at the time, which still appeals to me as a musician. Um... And I, I waited like 17 years for them to put another one out. So when they announced Killer Instinct for Xbox One, I almost peed all over my pants. Still has an amazing soundtrack. You should check that out if you haven't. Um, but yeah, I, my brother and I play fighting games together frequently, often, and brutally. Yell at each other and get pissed when the other one wins or loses. There have been many uh, best uh, three out of five matches where I'll win, and then he's like, no, fuck you, we're doing it again. And then he wins, and then I'm like, fuck you, we're doing it again. And he's like, no, man. And then he just leaves, and then it infuriates me. And, you know, a couple months later, I come back and do it. I love fighting games. I love the fighting game community. You know, so Killer Instinct. That's why I just have really good, very fond memories of Killer Instinct from when I was a kid in high school. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, uh, Black Arrow 1000 asks, "What do you think about the games that came out last year?" I think they were broken. That's <laughs> what I think. Um, uh, you know, the games that came out that did what they were supposed to do, which is entertain everybody for their money, I, I really appreciate. Um, but uh, most of my favorites, like, I've been a big Assassin's Creed guy, obviously, I don't have to talk about that. It came out busted. Master Chief Collection was super broken, and up until, like, what, two weeks ago, it was still broken. Um, 20, 2014 might be, for me, the most disappointing game the year I've ever had in gaming in my life, just because so much of what was anticipated had more in common with the smoke they blow up your butt at E3 <laughs> yeah. than, than a finished product. You know, you got you see all these fancy things they put out every year and talk about, you know, all these great things that are going to be coming out at E3. And there's always some contingency of stuff that comes out as kind of, not vaporware, but it's borderline sometimes. This is, they definitely promised more than they delivered almost across the board. Almost everybody kind of fucked up this year, except for Nintendo. Really, they, they gave you exactly what they said they were going to give you, but... Um, so yeah, 2014 was not a great year for gaming, but the games that did come out this year, I had a tremendous amount of fun with that, that, did, that did their jobs. Um, cool. 
Uh, Master Caster asks John, can you comment on genres you favor versus those you don't? Anything from open world to story driven to multiplayer arena, etc. Look, I I did you know when I first started the show, and I mentioned this in passing, but I am not a console elitist. I'm not a Steam elitist. I, I don't I don't have a preferred platform. My platform is games, and on whatever platform plays them well. That's it. I don't, I'll play mobile games, I'll play handheld games, I'll play console games, I'll play PC games, as long as I'm playing good games, that's all I care about. So, um, really, the only genre of games you don't see me playing very often, I'm not big into, like, you know, games like, you know, like back in the day, I was, when I was a kid, I hated Dr. Mario. I was just like, I play Tetris, it's better. <laughs> you know, I wasn't into, like, I don't know what the hell you'd even call those types of games, you know what I mean? But I, I do like them as an adult. Like, I love Peggle, and I love... Um, you know, but, like, games like Gems, fuck Gems. You play that, you know? Um, sports games, and I'm not crazy about those, and except for racing games, if they're good. Um, and, like, boxing games, for some weird reason. I love boxing games. Um, other than that, the sports games are pretty much it for me. Um, I Very recently, microtransactions of any sort, uh, anything that takes bad behavior from apps has earned my ire. Um, but other than that, man, I, as long as it's a good, earnest game, I, I'll play it. I don't care. So, I don't really have a preferred genre. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, thanks, everybody, for all the questions that you're sending. These are all fantastic. Um, so, uh, Burrow Girl wonders if, um, when you were thinking about um, who you get characters you might hug, uh, they were wondering if the, if the Companion Cube is one of the ones that you were considering from Portal. You know, Companion Cube and I were close at one point until I threw it into an incinerator. How could you? It was a bad day. How I don't like to talk about it. It hurts me right here. <laughs> right here. Uh, I, I understand. I'm that. losing the cat. The cat's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. This one? Yep. From, From Mastercaster there. Oh, up here. I can read. Yeah. All right. See, John, what Nintendo news are you most excited about from the recent Nintendo Direct? That's a hell of a question. Um, I will. I'll. I'll tell you what I'm most excited about briefly, only because uh, when we do record the the episode that we're going to be recording just after the, the live stream this evening, we're going to be talking about Nintendo Direct, um, kind of in detail. But really, um, probably probably the new the new um, you know 3ds XL. You know, I mean, it's a pretty good package almost. Uh, and then <laughs> this is a very grown-up podcast. <laughs> um, and honestly, the new Xenoblade game looks fantastic, level design-wise. But I'll I'll expound upon that a little bit more. But that that's it. I mean, really, the, the entire direct was a pretty good pretty good showing. They had some really neat stuff uh, coming down the pipeline. And, and um, for the first time in a long time, I am very excited about Nintendo and what they're doing coming up. I've actually been playing a shitload of Nintendo games this last week just because I'm getting this like. Crazy nostalgia thing. So, yeah, that, that'll do it for now. Probably new, new, uh, new 3DS XL and uh, the new Xenoblade game. You have plans on picking up uh, 3DS, one of the new 3DSs? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am not currently a 3DS owner, and I'll talk about it a little more on the show. But, um, but I am planning on investing soon. You know, they've, they finally put a product together that I feel like is whatever it was missing before. Like they, they put something out and I'd be like, oh, that's a good feature to add. But still, something missing. Oh, next feature to add. But they're where I actually do want one. I genuinely want one. Since the original inception of the, the, the dual screen, I've been like, this is shit! I don't want that! And now, over time, all the revisions, I'm like, okay, now they've earned my money. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay, more questions? Oh. All right, let's see here. Uh, Brian Lesser 
Her, oh, her yeah. friend has yeah. uh, Mr. Th- Thunder Underpants. Thunder Underpants has the the hard hitting question of John: boxers or briefs? I could say why not both, <laughs> but instead I'll say why not Zoidberg? <laughs> Oh, and Megan oh. wants to know too, which is weird. Uh, let's see. She uh, doesn't know yet. <laughs> yeah, apparently like, not. Seems like information she would have. I, I, I don't felt know. like I was clearly <laughs> like like maybe she she understood, you know, what I wore, but you know, it's dark in there. So. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Greg sauce. Greg Greg sauce. Greg sauce it is. John, do you enjoy horror games? And if so, what have been your favorite? Um, I do enjoy horror games. My um. Very small amount of background leading to that question. My my father, uh, when we were growing up, my father's a special uh, special effects makeup guy, and so we grew up seeing a lot of that stuff and watching a lot of that stuff. And and even as sort of young kids, eight ten years old, we would be kind of around by proxy of some of the makeup work he'd do. And at Halloween, he'd like pin our ears down and build a, a fake ear and like rip the ear off and like do really cool shit. So I've always my brother and I both have always had a fascination with horror stuff. My brother's way more into it than I am. Um, and when the sort of concept of like scary ass games started to come down the pipeline, I was immediately intrigued by that. Um, okay. Any of the Silent Hill games, you know, past the room. Silent Hill 4 was kind of to me the end of where it started to be good. Um, recently though, Out Outlast was really good. It was horrifying. Um, and even though I wouldn't necessarily call it horror, it's definitely kind of terrifying in one way. The uh, you know new Alien Isolation game, really intense, very like oh shit, you know. Um, anything that can scare me in a game that impresses me because it's you're being scared on an interactive level. So um, any any of the scary anything I'll play anything scary in gaming, you know. But those are some of the most recent titles I can think of that that maybe made me maybe sweat a little bit, you know. And I liked it, <laughs> so. Um, everybody, go ahead and get your questions in um, in about the next couple minutes. If there's anything you want, then we'll pick the best ones. Just so we don't we don't want this to run too long. Um, so anything that you guys want to get in, you know, just go ahead and get in the next next couple minutes. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Let's, uh, go. let's see. Somber asks, is there any game songs that you really hate? Why? Game songs? Yes. Um, God, I, I'm. That's a. She always, always with the yeah. questions. Yeah. <laughs> always with the questions. I'm only I'm only two and technically a half episodes into doing this. Um, and she's just putting the screws to you. Good God, every time. Um, you know there are there are certain games that that have really really. Um, I've never been a big fan of like overly childish like music and gaming. But that's because I think maybe as a kid it was probably fine, but as an adult I had I had a beef on for some of the like N64 era Nintendo games, not third-party games, but like Nintendo proper games, just because it was like you think about the music from like Mario Kart, it's like and they've got like little like like buzzing noises and shit, and that was when I was in high school I was listening to like Corn and the Deftones and stuff like that, and I was just like this is Morocco's and like whistles, they've got whistles in their music, like coach whistles. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I just, I loathe to a point where, mm, um, but watch, it'll come to me at like 3 a.m. when I'm sleeping, I'll sit up straight in my bed next to the bed and go, fuck that game, <laughs> you know, and, uh, we'll follow up promptly, but, uh, basically anything that sounds really kind of, uh, chintzy and sort of dinky, you know, I'm not very, uh, very big on, you know, N64 era had some really rough music, you know, yeah. so, uh, I'll, I'll stick to that for the moment, let's see. 
Okay, let's see here. Uh, Mitch Glitch 2. John, what's your go-to drink and snack when you sit down for a good long gaming session? Whiskey. <laughs> um, no, um, depends on what I'm thirsty for. Snacks, anything that won't... I'm sure this is probably a, an age-old gamer problem. Anything that won't put grease... Or Cheeto crumbs, no Cheeto fingers, yeah. or anything, anything nasty on my controllers. Now I know some people who are just like they'll get Cheeto crumbs all over the controller and then they'll lick the finger and then they'll stick the controller in their mouth. Not me. Not me. Um, I can't tell if you're kidding. No, I know. Some people. I, I, very briefly, I worked at GameStop, which was just as much of a nightmare as you might think, um, and you would be shocked the shit that people would bring in in terms of peripherals, controllers, and things. The worst was easily the Wii remotes. Like, sure. you'd come in, and it would look like somebody dipped it in ass. It was just, there was a layer of stank on the bottom of the controller, and they'd hand it to me. And I hate to be this dude, but they're like, we want to trade these in, and we want to get store credit, and I, I pick it up like this. Man, we'll just put this over here with the other ones. You know, and uh, so, no, I... I um, nothing that's going to stick to the controllers or, or get on my keyboard or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, anything I can drink, like if I do have chips, I'm drinking them. You know, if I have uh, pizza, I'm eating them with a paper towel because I'm I'm trying to fucking game. Um, drinks though, you know, sometimes a nice cold beer is, is the way to go. Sometimes a little bit of whiskey. Um, just depends on the day. You know. Okay. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna need your help on that one. Uh, Vampire Quavite, that one. Oh, no. oh, no, the one below it. Um, Bird Girl. Bird Girl. Bird Girl. Do you prefer art or music in games? Um, my, my immediate reaction is to lean towards music just because I, I have a music background. But art in a game will sway my decision um, sometimes. You know, I get a lot of people who give you know, World of Warcraft a lot of grief, and I played it for a long time. I don't play it anymore. I just don't have the time. But I will still maintain that some of the um, Cataclysm level design and some of the art, particularly in Vashir, some of the best art that has been translated into a game I think I've ever seen in a game. Any of that underwater stuff is just amazing. Um, but as far as music goes, I mean, I, I like, I listen a lot in my free time to video game soundtracks and scores. Um, you know, I could count a handful in the last year that I've had, just like on Shuffle, Killer Instinct soundtrack, season one for the new game, the old Killer Instinct soundtracks, one and two from back in the day. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, L.A. Noir, um, the Transistor soundtrack, uh, Meat, Super Meat Boy soundtrack. Like I, these are all really good. You know, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy, anything Nabuo Matsu does doesn't matter. Um, so I, I probably lean naturally more towards music, but the right art will put me, on a, you know, sort of on a loyal sort of step, you know, really fast if it's if it's good enough. Excellent. Um, uh, Thunder Underpants uh, would like to know, um, so John, the dick train didn't come in today. Did the business not grow as big as you were expecting? No, actually, what ended up happening is the the, the caboose, the balls, they're too big. It's dragging the train down, man. The train is not rolling fast enough, so we're working on trying to, to make little balls. It's probably not going to work. That's a, that's a valid answer. My brother's dick train... <clears throat> Will haunt me probably forever. Like it's, I'm just it's saying, just, you said it first. I, I I did say it first. See, but I said it, and when I said it, it could it could come and go. It could have been gone. It could have been behind us. 
But my brother, my brother dick. did. He agitated. That's what he did. <laughs> he agitated, and he he made the dick so big. So you're upset that your brother didn't leave the dick train a secret? <laughs> no, I think it's the fucking funniest thing in the world. You know, um, I, I hope I hope the dick train keeps a rolling. Doot, doot. Um, Vampire Quaybite, um, you asked, um, have you played Five Nights at Freddy's yet? I believe we talked about that on the last episode. We did a little so bit. So if you, if you want to check, uh, if you want his answer on that, I know you can refer to episode it's true. 95, it's true. The, the episode from the, last week. The incredibly truncated version is, I applaud that gentleman, one guy who made both games, for being able to make something that captivated everybody so much. I don't dislike the concept, but I do think that the game itself, both games, as they play, are incredibly overrated. Uh, probably because I watched my dad again when I was a kid, you know, put pencils through an eyeball that was popped out of his head. I probably saw scarier shit when I was eight, <laughs> you know, so it doesn't it doesn't really have much. It seems kind of weak next to me, especially against like Outlast or any of the Silent Hill games. So, uh, Bender is great. Oh eight asks uh, John your thoughts on Dragon Age Inquisition if you played it. I haven't played it yet. I do plan to get onto that soon. Um, I didn't play it because I have. There were a lot of open world games. This last year, and I, I spent, that's at least like a, depending on how much of a completionist you are, that's a 16 to 25 hour obligation if you're going to get through um, in open world games. And I played like two or three of them this year, burnt myself out on them and needed to play just like big dumb action or like very sort of simple games. Um, I will get to it. I also have not completed the second Dragon Age game, and I hate playing things out of order. So, and from what I understand, Inquisition does have just enough in there that if you know the previous games, you'll appreciate it. So, I haven't played it yet. I will get to it. I've heard nothing but good things, and I'm very excited to try it out. Master Gaster asks, uh, John, is it difficult being such a dapper gentleman? Morgan Ascot, it's never difficult to be. <laughs> Matter of fact, I feel like I'm losing some of my dapper by not holding my pipe. <laughs> and your glasses empty. That's, that's never a good No, nope, there's, there's exactly this much... Oh. <laughs> there's exactly this much whiskey left in the glass. <laughs> Um, I'm sad because it's gone. Oh. Um, have you played Majora's Mask and thoughts on that compared to the other Zeldas asks uh, Demented Lens? Um, I did play it when I was a little bit younger. I did not complete it. Um, I don't remember what it was that stopped me from playing it. I didn't finish it. I enjoyed what I got probably, you know, based on the average amount of hours that goes into a Zelda game, probably about halfway through it. I enjoyed the sort of creepy vibe to it. It was still, of, of all the Zelda games, probably the most surreal and just out there. Um... I really dug the art style for it at the time, still do, and the you know the remake that they're doing on the 3DS looks fantastic. When you put them side by side, they really really stepped it up, which I do plan to get you know if I get a, a new 3DS. But um, didn't finish it. Want to finish it? Awesome game. You know it deserves all the praise that it's been has uh, been heaped on it over the years. Cool. Uh, so those those are all the questions we had time for tonight. Um, thanks everybody for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, John, uh, hopefully this wasn't. Uh... Hopefully you had a good time doing this. I, 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 th I think uh, I think we had a good time over here. Yeah. It was absolutely smashing. <laughs> um, is there anything you would like to uh, add? Any closing you know, thoughts? really, if you guys enjoyed this live stream, you know, coming up, we've announced it on Facebook and talked about it a little bit. We are going to be doing the hundredth episode of Gamerhead Radio live at the Oasis Cafe in West Chicago, uh, February eighth. Is it? Correct. Sunday. Sunday. February. Sunday, February eighth. Um, come out. You know, hang out with us, have a good time, get something to eat, have a drink, and laugh at this shit. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, while we're there. 
you know, and come celebrate what will be probably my fifth or sixth episode, <laughs> and, and and nearly their hundredth episode for each of these guys. I know you joined, you know, a little bit later, but still, um, come out, have a good time, you know, and uh, talk video games and have a good time with us. Thank you very much. And again, thanks everybody for listening. Um, if you liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, uh, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Ghostworth, and John is at The Fallon Flynn. Um, email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com, or call and leave us a message at 949-26-GAMER. Please use the voicemail, it's underutilized. Uh, download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android, or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, or on Twitch, of course, um, and, uh, or with your podcast downloader of choice. And uh, so thanks, everybody, for joining us. This has been GamerHead Radio. Good night. Good night.